there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours. And you are listening to the award-winning... The best podcast in the entire world. For the Neighbourhood Rewatch. Uh, so welcome to the Neighbourhood award-winning neighborhood rewatch podcast the podcast where we just go straight into it we don't fuck around with the intros (laughs) to be fair to anyone who's still fucking listening you know what it's like if you've come this far with us this is you're in so you're in the inner sanctum so yeah we talk a lot of shit we're going to talk about some neighbors now probably come back to tim's wedding in a minute you know get on with it and then first storyline go (laughs) <laughs> I'm not oh, do the socials. Watch Neighbor. Brilliant. Watch, yeah, Watch Neighbor is actually awesome. But we do have a new social that I want to tell our listeners about now. So if you want to, like Adam said, you're in this now. You're in this. So you might as well join in with the fun, join in with the discussions, join in with the jokes. So there is now a Facebook group that you can interact with me directly uh, and Tim if you want to. Adam, I haven't asked you about this. I don't know if he's going to consent to this. Uh, I don't want to talk to these knobheads. Okay, well, yeah. Just me, the buffer then. so I don't have to deal with them. Are you just using this to pick up? Is this like social media waitress uh, waitress whispering that you're doing? No, is this just an just, excuse to whisper? Just reaching out to another audience. This uh, is the thing. He, he's buffering you so you don't have to deal with this shit. I'm equal admin in this, buffering all the people from him. <laughs> So you're a buffer for the people from... Yeah, it's the other way round. Yeah. I like it. He's buffering you, I'm buffering them. So yeah, join our Facebook group. to fuck everything up. No, join the group. I think people could join the group, and I think maybe at some point, can we somehow organise uh, a group game of Cards Against Tim and Grace where we meet and we we play a game and we discuss neighbours? That'd be so nice. I don't want to do it, but I think you you two should and <laughs> like get to know all the, like, the community. Possible. Well, we've we've got some. Our hundredth episode will be happening in the next month or two. Uh, I'm excited. So we're hoping to do something pretty special for that. So that that's a good idea. If you've got any ideas that you you want us to do for our hundredth episode, go join the Facebook group. Tattoo, yeah. Whatever, whatever you want to suggest, come join the fun at Facebook. Uh, Find us the neighborhood we watch. Of course, at Watch Neighbor for all the other stuff. we watch Neighbours episodes, like Adam said. Uh, we watch them on Daily Motion. Neighbours UK fans forever is the channel. We've watched episodes 4,066 to 70. Uh, just five episodes. We feel like that's a good number. We like the number five. Uh, we do two, We do top fives quite often. Uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you just heard the top five things I enjoyed about Tim and Gracie's wedding. That's just fun. There's like nine things on the list, but sure. <laughs> That's how good the wedding was, Tim. That's a good thing. Exactly. Someone, someone I know who listened to our podcast, they're listening to some of the older ones. They joined us a bit late. They started listening. They were listening to one of our first top fives about how all our top fives um, either end up in suicide or just death. And they, they got a real <laughs> kick out of that. They they were they really enjoyed it. Today. <laughs> so if you if you can go back, the back catalogue's there. As he said, we're nearly up to number a hundred. Um, there's fucking loads of episodes. If you want to start at the beginning and binge it again, like fucking Game of Thrones or something, go for it. Yeah, you don't even necessarily need to go from the beginning. You can. There's not necessarily context needed. Uh, as I said, <laughs> it <really> helps. <laughs> yeah, it actually makes it worse. <laughs> 
Because again, we really don't talk about neighbours that often. Do you want to talk about neighbours now? Well, let's talk about neighbours. Uh, I know Tim, because Tim's not been here for a couple of weeks, he'll be dying to know what's going has, on. Has Tim not watched them this week? Oh, shit. No, okay. he hasn't. No, he's been a bit busy. Fuck. Uh... <laughs> well, I've, I've got my chips on this, Tim. He's actually... He's great for his chips. Yeah. They must be cold and shit, because we've done 40 minutes before Grace brought them in. You're pretty cold now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's talk about neighbours? Do you remember any of the storylines, Tim? Just Nick, t- tell us one storyline that was going there on. There are some Australian people, and they live sort of quite near each other. He's fucking near really? Yeah, he's right. He's right. Yeah, not only did... Like, they actually live in, like, the same... Alcohol. Whoa, before we start talking about neighbours, <laughs> there was some neighbours-related stuff at Tim's wedding. We're going to talk about this shit. Oh, yeah, there was some neighbours-related stuff at Tim's wedding. Uh, we did we did uh, pull some strings, shall we say, uh, to get someone to wish Tim and Grace a very, very happy wedding day. See, uh, I was going to intro this as a really nice thing that one of our fans did, entirely unprompted, didn't have to pay him anything to do it. But no, go ahead. Tell everyone how you paid Alan Fletcher to say our congratulations. Whoa, what? I said pull some strings. Yeah. <laughs> that string might have had money attached to it. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, we got Alan Fletcher to wish you a very happy wedding day. Uh, no, that was well, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Fletch. I think I can call him that now. I think we're mates. Uh, so cheers, Fletch. Uh, we'll get you back on soon. Uh, for free, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I'm not paying him again. Not paying him again. <laughs> that was a retainer fee. <laughs> what are we paying? Uh, what was the other neighbours thing? I completely forgot now. Fucking hell. I, I know there were a lot of them, but technically neighbours got a toast in my speech. It did. Tim did claim that he saved neighbours. We saved neighbours. That was one of my favourite bits. We did save neighbours. We saved neighbours, and then the bit of the conclusion to that was, whatever the words were, to my best man, to Adam and Jonathan, and neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> and then my piss-drunk aunt started singing the theme song. She did, it was really She's... annoying. <laughs> she stuck, she filled my head in. I, like, I'm glad you mentioned that. The, f- the night before, I thought, oh, it's going to be fun, this. She did my fucking tree in. <laughs> How did you feel? This is, like, extra question for Tim. So I didn't know this was a tradition. Fucking hell. If I do ever get married to some psychotic blonde, um, don't do this. Did you, did, you, did you know about this tradition of every time someone bangs a glass during the fucking wedding? You've got to make out with the new bride. Did you know this was a thing, Tim? How did and how did you feel when it wasn't just once, which we all thought, oh, that was a bit funny. <laughs> it was for the next eighteen hours. How did you feel? <laughs> it, it was it was funny enough. I didn't go on. You took it well, to be fair. I mean, I did it myself at one point. <laughs> I did. I did say to Grace. I said to Grace at one point. I'm, I'm a bit sad we didn't get the opportunity for this, but like. I said to her, next time this happens, so that it is the last time, we need to both stand up and fully tongue for about 30 seconds and just get <laughs> a little bit sick and regret doing it. So it's like, right, fucking hell, enough now. <laughs> yeah, at one point I did feel like I would have to pay a subscription fee <laughs> to carry on watching. <laughs> just to quit on Patreon. 
Uh, Do you want to talk about some neighbours, though? Let's talk about neighbours. Again, Tim, name a storyline. I'll talk about it. You, you must be dying to know what's going on. Ask me. I, I feel like the Susan storyline needs fucking wrapping up. I'm, it, oh, here we go. Well, let's, let's talk about Susan, then. So she started having, she started having lost-style flashbacks uh, to stuff that's been happening. Right. Uh, so they're just chill, like, everything's, as we as we find this, everything's nice and rosy. Uh, now, Susan fancies Carl a little bit now. She's like, yeah, I'm not mind shanging this guy. Uh, and everything's going quite nicely. Uh, and then she has a flashback, though, to that slap. Nice. You know, you know that slap. The slap heard around the world. Uh, and she's like, why the fuck? And she's like, Carl, why the fuck did I have to slap the shit out of you? <laughs> and Carl's like, I have to fucking tell you. Because he's had he's had conversations with Darcy in the past about this, going, oh, you know, do I leave out some bad parts? Do I not tell him? He's like, no, I'm going to fucking tell her. And to his word, he does. He's like, what yeah. Do you remember it was never, I think we assume, but it was never actually made quite explicit that he actually did anything. It was just dodgy as fuck and like went too far. Yeah, it was dodgy as fuck. But he, yeah, he owned up to it. He was like, yeah, I was banging the receptionist. She was mega hot. Uh, not banging her anymore, though. She fucked off and some of her, view, some of her, uh, her political views are just fucking terrible. So <laughs> you don't need anybody to about that anymore. Uh, and then Susan just kind of goes, she basically goes around the entire street is going, did you know about this in fucking shagging the receptionist? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. Happened before Happened before I even got it on the show, but I knew about it. That's what I thought was funny. She was asking all these knobheads on the street, and everyone was going, I was on the show. Like, <laughs> the, the, like that was the excuse. She goes lit- to Lynn, and Lynn went, I wasn't on the show. Then she goes to, like, um, Rosie, the reverend, and she went, do you know about him shagging the receptionist? And Rosie was, like, pretty new to the show, to be honest. Um, don't know. <laughs> Summer, Summer, come over here. Yeah. Eight-year-old girl, what's your name again? Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Susan has, yeah, she's found out about it. And now she's got the dilemma. The dilemma of um oh, you know, would he would he have let it slide? He's not telling me the whole truth. I can't really trust this guy. In my head, I am still 16, and he is 45, pushing 50, probably. You know, it's a bit odd. So she calls, what's the guy called? Craig. Craig. She calls Craig, the farmer guy, back, who was trying to bang her as well, but in a nice way. He's he, I don't think he is as pedo it as we maybe first thought. He's not as shifty. He looks quite shifty, but he wants to bang her, but in a nice way. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, she gives Craig a call back, and she basically is like, I don't like my life being edited here, being told the highlights. I want to know some of the other stuff that went on as well. I don't like this. And from all this, she gets she she arranges a meal. She's like, yeah, me, you, and Carl will have a nice dinner together, the three of us. Uh, and then from all this, she's like, yeah, Carl, I want a divorce. Tim, she's asked for a divorce. How do you feel about this? <laughs> I feel like she's fucking lazy at this point. Like, if she really thinks about it, she'll realise she forgave him before. So all she needs to do, really, is trust herself, not Carl. But but she doesn't, though. She's like, why would I forgive him? Why would why would I do that? I was a fucking mug, basically, and I'm not going to be a mug anymore. Once she remembers everything, she'll remember all the reasons, surely. But she's convinced she's not. She's like, no, this is who I am now. I'm 16. I need to go live my life. 
Why would she be shagging him if she was 16? It doesn't make any sense. It's a fucking horrible, this storyline. It's really weird, and it's going to continue for longer because she's like, oh, I, I do want a divorce. I'm calling my lawyer. I'm not obviously going to be hanging about I'm 16, anymore. but I've got a lawyer. I've got a lawyer. I'm just going to call them. And then this is where... So it can't be easy if you've slipped on some milk and fucking forgotten everything, and then all that kind of stuff. But then... Towards the end, it kind of feels like she's an adult again because she wants half his shit. <laughs> and she's like, I've called the lawyer. Fuck you. We need to divide everything up. I'm, I want half the shit. I'm sorry, love. You think you're 16. So not none of this shit is yours, I'm afraid. Yeah. Shut fuck up and go to your room. You've got a couple of tapes um, and maybe a couple of posters. The rest is mine. Fuck you then. She's already given away that piano as well. Just give away a, a grand oh, piano. Like- Rosie's like, oh, Saxon's mum died. Should we give him a piano? And Susan's like, yeah, fucking take that one there. What? Isn't it? And Carl's like, wait a minute, that's really fucking expensive, that piano. And she's like, no, fuck it. Just just have it. It's fucking Saxon's mum's died. You can just have it. That is pretty good. Ima- like, talking of pianos, imagine just on the fly having to just, um, like, play a piano, like either like a proper one or maybe a little kid's one. It doesn't really matter, does it? A piano. Piano, just in front of a room full of people, just on the fly. Imagine, oh, fucking hell, balls of steel. You don't plan that. <laughs> Not massive. On the fly, you just happen to have that with you. Weird. Yeah. Your brother was supposed to play it. Uh, but, but then uh, you fucking nicked him for something else. Don't know. He could have done both. What the fuck? No, he said he's not doing both. No. Anyway, I play. I, I play one song and one song only. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to start calling him Wayne Rooney anyway. <laughs> uh, how is it? How is his uh, surgery, by the way? Fucking hell, it's a podcast. We can't be talking about people's surgery, you fucking insensitive bastard. It's not a bad surgery. It's a good surgery. Well, it's personal stuff. It's not like you come on here and we reveal stuff about your personal life or anything. <laughs> you fucking dick. Is he recovering well? That's all I want to know. Yeah, he's fine. Lovely. There we go. It was just genuine human concern. Something Fucking hell. But yeah, carry on. Human concern. That's my favourite kind of concern. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Shell next. So... As you know, Tim, Connor couldn't read. Uh, and I think you were there for the episode where Lynn mixes up the, the homemade lemonade and the fucking bleach. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, it's stayed in the fridge for a couple of weeks. No one's fucking said anything. Uh, and it's come to fruition. Connor's like, oh, I'm going to make you a mocktail. It's going to be fucking great. It's got one special ingredient to add. Gets it out of the fridge, pours the fucking bleach in. And Shell drank it. And... To be honest, I think she overreacted a little bit here because she's in hospital and she's hooked up to fucking everything in hospital. Uh, she has got drips everywhere. She's on. A, I think she's basically on a life support machine. She's got a bit of a sore throat because she drank a little bit of bleach. It's drank bleach can't walk at this stage. <laughs> but yeah, it was ridiculous how much stuff she was uh, hooked up to. And Connor's like, oh, fuck, this is my fault. I need to go. Uh, but don't worry because she's back the next day and she can talk. <laughs> she literally the next day she shows up she's not even got a bit of a horse voice she'd at least nope. oh, maybe put on a bit of a bit I was of a... I was just going to say I felt like the neighbours writers have gone a little bit not neighbours in taking the Susan thing too far the way to, to conclude the bleach story 
would be, oh, it's in the fridge. Oh, he's gone for it. Bit of a sniff. Oh, that's bleach. Won't use that. End. No. She drank, like, she drank the bleach. She is fine the next day after being in hospital and almost dead. Um, but you say she hasn't got a horse voice. No, but she does have to eat jelly. That's the thing that they've done. <laughs> they make it very clear because in numerous scenes, she is preparing jelly and then eating said jelly. So it is very clear that she's not 100% because she's eating the jelly. Do you think that's what she got prescribed when she got when she got uh, outpatient? From the this is everything, yeah, a bit of jelly. Medicinal yeah. jelly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon you yeah, could have alcohol flavoured jelly? One cube every three hours, you'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, she comes back home. She tells her parents, Joe and Lynn, it's like, yeah, he's illiterate. He can't read. That's why he's fucking poisoning me. Because Lynn thinks, oh, fuck, it's my fault because I put the homemade lemonade and the bleach in the same bottle. It is fucking Lynn's fault. Stupid. <laughs> uh, so, dangerous. So Lynn's like, oh, thank fuck it's not my fault. But I understand now why Connor's run away because he can't read. Uh, and then I didn't think we'd see Connor again at this point, but... No, he's working in an orchard of all places. Uh, sleeping in the orchard as well, I think, as it looks. Um, he did look like he did look a little bit homeless. He's got one of those big homeless coats that you get. Those big brown homeless coats that when <laughs> that I'm assuming when you get evicted for not keeping up with your mortgage payments or whatever, they just the last thing they do is give you that brown coat. Well, it's a big waterproof coat in it. They ain't got an house. Give him a big coat. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it had big pockets to put all his apples in. Yeah, true. So he's getting he's getting more than his five a day because that's all he's fucking eating his apples. Um, isn't it? Isn't it funny how like you get prescribed, well, not prescribed, but you get told to have four um, like fruit or veg a day, and we've decided that you know five episodes of Neighbours is pretty good to watch <laughs> as well, and we do like top fives. Do you think that's a bit weird? Yeah. It is a little bit weird. Tim, do you think that's weird? I think that's a bit weird. <laughs> top five apples. Go. I mean, you've got you've got to go golden delicious at the top, surely. No, pink lady, all the way. You, I knew you'd go pink lady. You are predictable. <laughs> you are. <laughs> well, pink ladies are the world of fucking best. Name one Australian apple. Uh. The the, the, the the flaming galar apple. Nice, almost rescued it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a favourite apple, Tim? I get granny fucker, whatever that's called. <laughs> I don't know. It's the only one I name I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's working in an orchard. Uh, it's nice to call Delta Goodrum, right? And he's like, which was weird. It makes no sense that he called Delta Goodrum. <laughs> Like, he gets a number out, and I don't know why. I mean, to be, you know what? Forget it. If I had Delta Goodrum's number I and I was newly single picking apples in an orchard, I'd be ringing her as well. Fuck it. Why not? Shoot your shot. Do you know what I'd say as well? I'd be like, how'd you like these apples? It wouldn't work because it wouldn't be a video call. So she'd be like, why the... F-? It wouldn't work, but... Yeah, it'd be like, oh, no, I'm I'm grabbing my balls. Like, I am pointing my penis, so... And then she'd get it. Uh, so, yeah, he calls Delta and tells her that he's working on Orchard. So, Delta does a bit of investigatoring. Uh, <laughs> investigatoring? <laughs> like alligatoring. 
I feel like the only way that's better is if you've got the cowboy hat on and you've got like a dumb Southern American accent on. <laughs> Gatorin. Uh, so you're, she, you're an accomplished public speaker, right? Accomplished, indeed. Uh, so she she gets all the local orchards. Uh, she she now narrows it down to at least five, and then comes to Sean and goes right. He's working at an orchard. It's one of these five. It's more likely this this one though. Uh, so Shell's like fucking brilliant. Let's go get him. Uh, she convinces Steph to to drive her because she's sixteen. She can't drive. Uh, and they go up and Connor's just like, "Nah, fuck off, mate. Sorry. It was it was good while it lasted, but we're done." Uh, literally says to her like, "You need to know what a goodbye kiss is. Kiss is a goodbye." And he's like, right, "You can fuck off now." And Shell's like, oh, "She fucks off." But then back home straight away, she's like, "No, that's it. I'm gonna win him back. Don't worry." She's not taking no for an answer here. Uh, do you think that she will win him back? Yeah. Yeah. Tim? I feel like any man who's single, who has an all right looking woman chasing after him, has no fucking chance in hell of resisting. <laughs> Just a matter of time. Well, he has got Delta Goodrum's number. Yeah, yeah so, has, so has somebody else. Oh, yeah. So... Nice little segue, Adam. Uh, so Delta Goodrum. Well, this is what I had to do in the speech, didn't I? I mean, I had to kind of like connect all the segues and connect yeah. the dots and just fucking bail you out. I mean, this is what I'm here for. <laughs> so I'm not saying we have to reform the the watch, but very fucking high alert again. Just keeping an eye out. Just keeping an eye out. Just keep an eye out because this is very concerning. I think we're we're one minute to midnight on this one now. Because uh, this is very fucking close. So, uh, Delta fancies army army guy Ray. Uh, army guy Ray previously trying to shag D fame uh, and be literally last fame. week. Literally last week. Literally shows up before D goes on a date with Tony. Got fancy a pre date bang with me before you go on your date with Tony. Um, didn't work. Uh, so he goes for drinks with Stu instead. Uh, but yeah, Delta sees him in a coffee shop and he and she's like. Fucking army guy, Ray. Won't mind a bit of that. So kind of has a little bit of a flirt across the coffee shop with him. Uh, Summer's knocking around the coffee shop because she's suspended from school. So she just hangs around the coffee shop all day now. Uh, That's what I do. Ray goes, oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good joke. (laughs) It's an all new Tim. I love this new Tim. The old Tim was fucking hard work. This guy. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, someone's just knocking around the coffee shop day by day, just fucking nailing back the flat whites. Uh, <laughs> so Ray goes, that Della Goodrum, she's pretty fucking fit. Huh? Uh, how, how old is she, though? Because, you know, you know, you need to be careful in this day and age. Uh, and someone goes, oh, yeah, she's like 20. Don't worry about it. Fucking go for it, mate. And Ray's like, I fucking will do. Thank you very much. And someone's like... <laughs> she... <laughs> She's pimping it out. It's pretty good. She's already groomed Drew at this point. Uh, This is potentially the start of a ring, I'd say. (laughs) Because she's now telling Ray that Delta's all above board. So he's... he's Gives gives him her number. Don't know how she's got a number either. And he's like, fucking nice one. I'm onto this. Maybe that's how Connor got it. Maybe she's just going, fucking, yeah, yeah, I have this girl's number. Don't worry, she's fine. Yeah. What was that like back in the day when, like, if you wanted to ask someone out, you needed their phone number? 
and then the balls to call them and ask rather than just texting them a picture of your balls. It's crazy, isn't it? I don't want to talk to anyone on the phone now. No. No, that's the last thing I want to do with my phone. Is talk I to mean, video calls are fucking shit as well, aren't they? <laughs> so, so, I had to do some voice notes. I didn't have to. This is sometimes that, you know, sometimes you get put in a situation and you can't say no if someone's a little bit hot or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but like, like you say, I don't want to talk on the phone. Fuck that shit. If my phone rings right now and it's you cunts, I will not answer it. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Um, messages yeah fine brilliant course messages whether they're just pictures of your penis or actual text fine no problem with it because i can do it when i want i can reply whenever you know make it look bigger lighting whatever (laughs) easy to do the last thing i want this is possibly the last thing is sit in my house and my own fucking free time whatever whatever time watching football whatever whatever i'm doing and and do a voice note where you've got to keep your finger on the fucking thing, the microphone, and record it. I yeah, uh, what are you up to? No, not much. I'm just watching the football. Oh yeah, brilliant. I, I hope you've had a nice day. I don't give a fuck. Um, like a message, fine, done. I don't even have to. Wow, well, does anyone do voice notes or is this like some? Oh no, this this annoys the crap out of me. It seems to be, and I'm going to sound like old white man here, but it seems to be the slightly younger generation, the generation below below us. Uh, this, this, this is the generation off to the side this this, this is yeah. fucking weird this is not the way to have conversations it's no. basically like I, or we could just have a back and forth chat like in text message but yeah. it's like sending an email with everything that you could possibly think of to say for the next 10 minutes but recording your voice instead this is worse than an actual phone call, I think, because an actual yeah. phone call, oh, blah, 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 oh, blah, blah, and you're having a back and forth, like you say, and it's a conversation. Yeah. I'm recording something like a fucking memo for at the office, recording the shit. To you forget get what they said. It's stupid. I So when I was uh, trying to launch another podcast last year, you might remember. How's that gone, by the way? Is that, is uh, that coming out soon? Is that like coming to 2023? I thought it was coming to 2023. I decided to just concentrate on Facebook groups at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the back burner, shall we say. Uh, so I was contacting an old colleague. Oh, here we go. We've all done it. a message, you know, hey, how are you? Got this idea, blah, 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 blah. I got back a 22-minute voice note basically explaining everything that had happened since I'd last seen them. I had to make notes to then <laughs> reply back to right? relevant. I had to fucking... I had to, I had to do it on my break at work. <laughs> Accidentally. Took up my entire fucking break at work and make notes to then reply. Your message was clearly, hi, I've got this idea. Will you record a fucking podcast for me? <laughs> How long was your reply back? Because it takes you fucking ages on here to get your fucking point across. So how did that go? <laughs> no, I'm quite succinct on sex messages. It's sex messages. He definitely said sex. Sex he messages. Definitely... I'm quite succinct in sex messages. <laughs> definitely said that, and it's on on record. <laughs> and I still didn't get the answer I wanted. I didn't. I didn't get any response. Like I didn't get the answer to the question I asked. And then I text back like a one sentence answer, and then never got a response again. 
Yeah, I don't get this voice note thing at all. It's possibly the worst thing that's happened in the last couple of years. I thought it might have been just me and I was a little bit behind the times or if this is what all the cool kids are doing. I fucking hated it. I want no part of it. No, I see it a lot of my work as well. People will come in and they'll sit with a with a coffee or a wine because uh, we sell both those things. And they'll sit on recording stuff on the phone for like half an hour. Like nobody's life's that interesting. I'll tell you. Go on a bit, but the only the only thing that voice memos are actually for. I will send you one now, and I'll record it live so everyone can hear. Ready? Ah! There you go. That's what that's for. I've just sent that to you. I'll play it back for everyone. Tim, some some say it's too loud. Some say it's just right. I think it's it's a shot. It, it's a rock star entrance for a rock star man. That is Darcy Tyler. Uh, but he's not feeling so rock star at the moment. It's not. He's a bit panicked at the moment. The old ego. <laughs> I I going on. It then, but I just about saved that. No, I did. All over again. <laughs> He's uh, yeah. So remember when he got reported to the the doctor police for for shagging patients? Do you remember this, Tim? Remember yeah. the storyline, Tim? Yeah. Well, we thought it'd go away. It hasn't gone away at all uh, because Penny found out that Darcy was not shagging his sister, but like trying to hide the fact that he nearly shagged his sister. So Penny's fucked him over, basically. Her sister. Her sister. He wasn't shagging his own sister. No, <laughs> that's a step too far even for the ego. <laughs> Uh, all right, I've lost it now. <laughs> he wasn't actually shagging Penny's sister. She was trying to play him a little bit. She was tr- trying to get like money out of him. She, he bought some shoes. She was taking the piss a little bit. Penny found out, um, called her sister on it. She was saying, like, you always do this. Oh, you're a fucking bitch, whatever. Don't want to talk to you anymore. Then Darcy had his tribunal, his meeting, and and he thought Penny was going to be pretty cool about it. In the end, she proper fucks him over, goes in and said, you know what? It was all right to begin with. And looking back, though, he was actually trying to get him a pants the whole time. I want him struck off, even though I've wanked him off. <laughs> yeah, so he's... Don't just say, yeah, like I, like I haven't just fucking done a brilliant, like, recap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Fuck off. <laughs> That was a great recap. Thank Thanks. you. Uh, sorry, I was just having flashbacks to some of my tribunals. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had a tribunal? I just quickly wanted to move on. Uh, okay. I've not had a tribunal, no. Uh, I was accosted once. <laughs> you was at Costa once? Uh, no, hell, did you see Tim there? <laughs> I was in Costa. Once. Uh, so there was, there was nothing inappropriate going on. I just want to... Lay out the defense <laughs> by your standards or anywhere else's. So there was a girl who'd come into work and she'd been to a glitter party the night before. This uh, is already better than I thought it was going to be. Fucking well played. I feel like they discovered that Jay's knob was also covered in glitter and found it. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like a, you remember foam parties back in the nineties. Oh, there's loads of foam. Horrendous. No one can see what's going on at all, and it's just infections just going everywhere. And sometimes <laughs> from the foam, sometimes just from the people there. Uh, the so, so they've, they've updated foam parties, and now they're glitter parties. So rather than foam, it's glitter everywhere. Uh, 
So said girl came into work the next day from Glitter Party. And it was, was she nice, still covered in glitter? Still covered in glitter. And it was a nice restaurant and and proceeded to get glitter fucking everywhere <laughs> all over the fucking <laughs> restaurant. Which I glitter. then had to clean up. Um, so I then messaged this girl saying, I spent my entire night cleaning up your fucking glitter. Why and did you have the girl's number? Because we were... We had a what I thought was a jokey kind of relationship and a, a good rapport. I thought this was just a customer who'd, who'd been at a glitter party and no, she no, came to your a, restaurant. This was a fellow colleague. Okay, sorry. Shall we say? Uh, Shall we well, say? Okay. <laughs> I, you know, she was. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Go on. She was a fellow colleague. What did you message her saying, sorry? So I was like, I've just I spent all the night cleaning up your glitter. And, and she, she said, I'm still cleaning up your semen off my face. <laughs> and she put something like, ha ha, I'm still cleaning it off me anyway. Uh, to which then I responded, I hope it's fucking everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's up your fucking fanny. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, she didn't quite appreciate that comment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. I think we've discovered Peak Whisperer. Fucking hell. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was annoyed. So I did. So I did hope it was up a fucking funny. <laughs> so that's ridiculous, obviously. <laughs> what 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 was the result of that then? Uh so yeah, I did get called into a meeting for that one. What how did that meeting go? Uh it well the, the exchange was read out and this is something I've oh, over the years. Who read it? Uh the woman from HR. Fucking <laughs> hell. And yeah, uh, something I've learned over the years that anything you say in jest, and this, I should probably have this in mind for the podcast, really. Anything you say in jest in the cold, hard light of a meeting or a court, not that I went to court, but in the cold day, harsh daylight sounds fucking horrendous. And it did. It sounded as horrendous as you would imagine it would. We just heard you fucking say it now and we're mortified. But this is this is the way I, I want to live my life, though. This is why I'm more than happy to say things in my wedding speech that no one gets, because <laughs> like now, whenever you get the opportunity to say something fucking ridiculous and inappropriate to a colleague, you know that in a few years' time, it's going to be a fucking great moment in a podcast. I can say it. <laughs> I'll say it anyway. This happened. I can't believe I've never told this story. But there's too many stories. There's too yeah. many sometimes. I'm going to say you've got to this uh, is the beauty of the podcast, like what, we're nearly up to number 100, and people are thinking, oh, they, they must have told all the stories. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she didn't appreciate that. HR got called in. I got a bit of a slap wrist. And, yeah, that was that. And then that girl was dead to me forever. Uh, bit, bit of a comfort for not having a better sense of humour, to be honest. Yeah, and I, well, part of my defence was, like, she's, like made jokes about me on my on like the work group chat. Uh 
and I felt we had that relationship, and that was. I think that I just said, let's all stop being a fucking bitch, eh? Because it was a joke. She she can obviously like dish it out, but she can't take it, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just there we go. <laughs> How the fuck did we start talking about that? No, no, no. But it was. Uh... How was Darcy getting on? I was Darcy. Oh yeah, Darcy. Well, he fucking. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a penny in it with glitter up a fanny. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> it, it's oh, so he's, he, no, so he went to, he's been given a suspended sentence. That's what's happened. Uh, and now he has to have a female chaperone with him anytime he's with a female. And they're going to put it in the journal and everyone will know that he, yeah. he is wow. on a suspended sentence yeah, for the, it. The doctor's journal or whatever. Like so he's thinking, he, he spoke to Kyle, he was like, fucking hell. And Kyle was like, oh, that's good, you can still be a doctor. And he was like, well, I was in love with Penny, she's fucked me off, and now my career's pretty much in ruins, so I'm thinking of sacking the whole thing off. Yeah, he's got to be fucking babysitted the entire time. Babysitted. Oh, babysitted. Babysitted. So do you. Fucking hell. <laughs> but I'm hoping, like, we miss the old Darcy. We miss Dick Swinging Darcy. He's been given a fucking great opportunity here because he's got a female chaperone with him at all times. At some point, he's got to turn, he's got to click that is, I can chap the chaperone here, right? Within well, I, I thought, you know, because it was the woman who kind of delivered the verdict in the meeting in the tribunal. Mm-hmm. She was like, at the end of the meeting, she comes over to him and goes, "Got away with that one a little bit, didn't you?" Yeah. I thought he was gonna bang her on the on the desk. <laughs> there a pool table nearby. <laughs> <laughs> it's not pool, it's snooker. <laughs> and that's this week's episode title. Um Do you think Darcy is gonna change his ways or do you think we, he's gonna go back to revert to his previous gimmick? What do you think? I think he's got to revert. I okay. think he's yeah, he can't he can't be he might mope around next week. For like five episodes, maybe, but probably about right, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think yeah, he he really he realizes look, looking a gift horse in the mouth here. Uh, yeah, and he'll be back on Dick Swinging Darcy form soon enough, I'm sure. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see Penny again at this point. It's not looking good, is it? To be no. fair, I sent her an email asking her if she wanted to come on this show, and she hadn't replied, so she's dead to me as well. <laughs> Cool. Right, one last storyline I want to talk about. Because uh, I, I know you're flagging there, Adam. I don't have any tea. I asked. Fucking half past eight. You're not had your tea? Not my tea. Is it, is it Augusto night as well? Probably is going to be Augusto, yeah. Well, so I'm excited for you. I, I fucking rushed mine. I was going to, I was in the, when we were going to start, I was like, I could rush <laughs> it now or have something else. And I thought, nah, I'll power through it. Probably won't be a long one. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey, on you, Tim. Now, I knew this was going to be a long one because we had a lot to talk about, not necessarily neighbours, but... And not necessarily on the actual podcast, just for the everyone has to pay for. Yeah, just one pound a month on Patreon. You get weekly bonus episodes. This week's been good. It's a fucking... It's not always, but this week was good. It's a fucking bargain. Uh, Right, last storyline I want to talk about is Stu and Slash Steph. Uh, so Stu's working at the hospital now because that's where everyone fucking works now. He's quit the army, by the way. He fucked that off straight away. No uh, need. Uh, the, Australia does not need an army. 
No, it does not. Uh, although <laughs> you did miss this good story the other, last week about. Don't tell the same fucking story as last week. Just fucking get on with it. Just listen to the podcast, but there's a good story about emus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Stu's loving his new job at the hospital. But then a guy shows up, a guy called Mitch, who is a dodgy guy. Do you want to hear a little bit of backstory on Mitch? Because I did have to do a bit of research. Yeah. You've missed this. So remember, uh, oh, fucking hell, what was his? Woody. Woody, Steph's dodgy guy who'd been in jail. He was a mate of Woody's. And now Woody had faked his death. And Mitch was getting a bit close with Steph. And she was like, oh, I don't know if I want to shag Woody's mate. After Woody, you know, he's, he's still pretty still pretty warm kind of thing. And they were about to get it on, and then Woody shows up back from the dead. Uh, so she has a bit of a moral dilemma and just fucks them both off in the end because uh, they're both dodgy guys and they're still in the crime world. And Mitch is still very much in that crime world because he shows up with some suspicious injuries which he tries to say he was run over by a car. Not uh, what he says. Was it not a car? <laughs> was that not it? He's fallen off his motorbike. He's fallen off his motorbike. Oh, I thought he got sideswiped. Run over by a car is not the same as that. He, he fell off his motorbike. That's what he says. Well, his, his retinas weren't detached, so... True. We knew it was bullshit straight away. Bullshit. Um, so Stu has to watch him for a bit because he's like, he's a fucking dodgy guy. You need to watch him. Uh, but he does get off in the end and he shows up at Steph's, well, at Drew and Libby's house, uh, wanting some help and Drew and Libby are not fucking happy about this at all because he has a fucking crime guy who's just showed up at their house. Uh, Libby's really not happy about it. The next morning, she reads the paper that there's been an armed robbery going on uh, and she's like, well, it's definitely fucking Mitch because... Bit of a coincidence, isn't it? Bit of a coincidence, yeah. But And then Mitch rings up going, where the fuck, Steph? Where is she? Where is she? I need to meet her. I need to meet her. And Libby's just like, fuck you, dickhead. I'm calling the police. Bang, calls the police. Steph has agreed to meet Mitch at the coffee shop the next morning. That's how she kind of got him out of the house. Because obviously, you know, Libby's like, I've got a fucking baby upstairs. So I don't want this guy in my house. So she's like, I'll meet you at the coffee shop in the morning. Uh, but Libby calls the police. So the police are waiting for him at the coffee shop. But he then blames Steph for that. Uh, so he shows up at Steph's, Steph's working in the office at MoCo now. She's not doing deliveries anymore. Uh, she works at the office because she looks fit. Uh, that was a storyline that you missed him. Uh, the, the guy went, yeah, you've got a job in the office because you look shit. She went, all right, well, that's a dick move. I quit. And then just came, and came straight back. Uh, so he shows up at MoCo and goes, right, you're a fucking bitch. I'm robbing you. Give me all your money. And he robs her. With no weapon, I might add. Yeah, no weapon at all. Uh, Might have been pointing at her below the camera. Possibly. But I think there's a reason why he didn't have a weapon. It's because now there's obviously, like, um, the police are sniffing around. They want to know who this Mitch guy is. Um, what Obviously, Steph was shaking up after a robbery, so she gets interviewed. At the moment, they're trying to make it seem like Steph and Mitch are in cahoots. So that's why there was no weapon, I think, is because in their minds, they can kind of piece together that she helped him with the robbery and she just gave him the money. Yeah, because yeah. he well, does give her a little kiss on the cheek. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's robbing uh, manners. I don't know if that's what you do. You rob someone, you give them a little kiss on the cheek afterwards to say thank you for letting me rob you. As long as your eyes are open, it's fine. <laughs> um, but did you notice the extra little cameo, the guest appearance I, in this episode? Yeah. So Steph wasn't alone in the shop. There was someone in the back. Uh, that's someone being Chris Hemsworth. 
The Chris Hemsworth, Tim. Uh, he shows up and goes, you right, Steph? And she's like, yeah, I've just been robbed. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, I've just been fucking robbed a second ago. He's like, shall I ring the police then? Gets the phone, rings the police. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't believe it for a second either. Uh, so yeah, the, the police are instantly suspicious of Steph. Uh, What's the latest on getting Chris Hemsworth on the podcast, by the way? He's taking a bit of time out, isn't he? Uh, he's, he's, he had a bit of bad news recently, so... Uh, well, wait, don't worry. I'm still working the brother. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, 100 episodes coming up soon, so. I mean, we're not saying we're going to get all the Hemsworths on the 100th episode, but we're not not saying that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, the, the police are instantly suspicious of Steph. They're like, well, sounds like you've just fucking helped him rob it here. Uh, Libby admits to Steph that, yeah, I called the police and Steph goes fucking mad at her. But then Drew's a fucking dope. He's such a fucking dope. This like, I used to love Drew so much, but he's a fucking dope in this situation. In this situation, it's quite clear he needs to stick up for Libby and he fucking doesn't. He just kind of, he, he tries to sit on the fence about this one and it completely backfires him because Steph thinks he's a dick and then Libby's like, you're a fucking dick. Get the fuck away from me. Because, yeah, he should. You know, he's got a fucking criminal in his house and his son's upstairs. Uh, he probably just like, has so little fear of the, this criminal because he's a bit of a stud. That he and, and snitches get stitches, so... No, no, I don't... I feel like Drew has done fucking nothing since they, since they got married. Since since we, we started season four with Drew and Libby getting married, he's done fuck all. Can you remember a storyline that he's had? He's done fucking... All of his storylines were about him being a little bit hot, but being too cool for school and not wanting to really date anyone. As soon as he even starts dating Libby, it's boring, but only because you get like the, the romance story and then it's dead. Get rid. I'm a bit worried because I think, you, I think you, have hit, you have hit on something there. You've said since he got married, he was fucking boring and what's the point? I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You when, something. when the vicar's telling you that while you're getting married, it's usually not a great sign. I feel like I'm going the other way around, though, because Drew was like all the shit. He was the cool one beforehand, whereas I wasn't funny and was a bit boring and a bit of a loser. So <laughs> give, give me some time. I'm going to be as hot as Drew in five years' time. Holy shit. That's, that's the plan. Put on the Australian accent, grow my hair a little bit, leather jacket, motorbike. I'm not going to date a lesbian like he has done, though. <laughs> you probably shouldn't since you're married. I don't know if they explained that part to you during the ceremony. Oh, shit. It's yeah. not all it's cracked up to be, anyway. <laughs> uh, but so there's one fucking other ridiculous storyline going on that kind of coincides with this go so, on there's some celebrity that showed up and they've got a fucking dog and it's this fucking ridiculous poodle it looks fucking stupid it's got so this poodle's got fucking sunglasses on uh it's got all jewelry on and toady because he's the concierge has been told he needs to look after this dog all day for this celebrity they don't necessarily who the celebrity is um so while he's taking this dog for a walk and doing stupid fucking stuff, he walks past the robbery 
and he sees the kiss from Mitch to Steph on their little cheek. And he's like, oh, looks like they're shagging again. Okay, off we go. I'm shagging D. So, you know, great stuff. Uh, but then the police ask him later on, he's like, yeah, we're fucking, they're, they're having a good old rub up and a good old kiss up. So, good rub up. <laughs> who do you think the celebrity is? Do you think we'll find out who the celebrity is or they'll think they'll just leave it and it'll be. Oh, no, they'll absolutely leave it. You think they'll leave it? I think in the writer's room, they probably said, right, a celebrity will come. What celebrity? Oh, we'll think about that later. Don't worry. We'll just, let, let's just get the storyline. And then they come back and go, did we actually ever think of a celebrity? Oh, it's too fucking late now. It's filming. We've fucking got the dog and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, um, I, they've completely fucking abandoned that. I don't know why I called it Stu and Steph, because they've completely fucking abandoned this storyline. Yeah. Completely fucking abandoned. It looks very much so like Steph and Stuart kissed. It looked very much so like they were going to get together and the obvious storyline was that Flick was going to come back and fuck it all up. I think think it's going a little bit long long term. I think at some point, Stu will have to save Steph from Mitch in some sort of criminal way and then it'll all pan out how you previously thought. I reckon they've just thrown this extra thing in. Nice, they just that's that is some hopeful book in there, Adam. I like it. I like it. Well, we'll find out next week. Uh over the course of five episodes. <laughs> uh, because five episodes I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to start doing the five episode thing. I wanted to do it for the, I wanted it, it to be like the running joke for this season, but then I realised this season is fucking well long. <laughs> this, is, this is the longest season we've ever done. Uh, I don't know how much long we've got left of it, actually. Uh, maybe another month or two, yeah. It's not that long now. There's, there's, we're reaching the end. I have got it written down somewhere what like the last episode of the season is. It's but, coming, yeah. people. It's going to coincide with the 100th episode. Oh, fucking hell, it could do. There is lots of exciting things to look forward to. Uh, like I said at the start, if you want to interact with us, or with me, not Adam, he's Oh, not. you horrible bastard. <laughs> if you if you want some glitter up your fanny, send a message to Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can join our Facebook group and join in on the fun. Uh, of course, all the other socials, at Watch Neighbour. Subscribe to the Patreon, for just £1 a month, and you get to hear the wedding special three. Uh a very the, the most special of all the weddings because it was Tim and Grace's, uh, and he so, genuinely thought that was a really heartfelt thing that he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> he was waiting for you to start crying again, then Tim. <laughs> I mean, he's going to call this episode "Glitter Party" or something. Glitter <laughs> Party. No, not that. That's horrific, and we'll get taken off. Glitter Party does sound like a great Bond villain, though. <laughs> Glitter <laughs> <Glitter> pussy. <laughs> so lots of exciting things to look forward to in the coming weeks. So until then, if you if, if there's some episodes you missed, go back and watch them. There's loads. There's ninety. There's ninety three episodes currently. This is episode ninety four. Can't watch them because it's an audio podcast. No. But... He's gone already. Yes. <laughs> just wrap I'm, it up. We've been good friends. Up. We've watched some good neighbors. See you next week. 